Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pet, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jesper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every Monday. Now, in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Rising Stars Mastermind, which is the only mastermind for short-term rental hosts focused on building hospitality brands and scaling their hosting companies. This mastermind has been around for about two years, and it's been exclusive to our Legends X graduates. But Eric and I have decided for the first time ever that we're now opening it up for a select group of like-minded hosts to join the mastermind. Now, this mastermind is not for beginners. It's not for people who want to get started on Airbnb and talk about you know optimizing listings and guest communication and things like that. What we focus on are the things that will actually allow us to scale our companies and build long-term wealth in the short-term rental industry by owning real estate. So we're talking about building systems, we're talking about the hiring teams, developing our leadership skills, developing brands, and how to raise money. If that aligns with you and you're excited to work with myself and Eric for the next 12 months, then I invite you to go over to overnightsuccess.io slash rs and schedule a call with us to see if it's a win-win for you to join our mastermind. Get paid for your pet. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I have a repeat guest, Mr. Derek Barker. He's the co-founder and CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, of uh, My Nectar. Uh, he was on the podcast uh, in January 2022. I can't believe how fast time flies. It's unbelievable. Episode 444, that was. And uh, Nectar, uh, My Nectar provides funding for short-term rental companies in a very creative way. So we're going to learn all about that today. Uh, Derek, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jasper. And yeah, it's crazy how time flies. It just seems like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I and, know, man. I know. And by the way, that podcast, that was like, that was like one of the hugest podcasts. Yeah, a, a, a bunch of your, uh, uh, you sent us a bunch of uh, uh, people our way. So, uh, so appreciate, uh, uh, you know, appreciate, appreciate you for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we've uh, we've had some, uh, in, you know, we met in Mexico as well last last year for our mastermind. We had a number of people uh, ended up working with you guys, and we've gotten great feedback from them. So I was like, you know, since January 2022, it's uh, a couple things have changed when it comes to like interest rates. Uh, you know, a couple of banks went belly up. I think yep. just one <laughs> yesterday, actually. Yep, yep. <laughs> so there's a, uh, it's interesting times in the funding and lending business for sure. So uh, yeah, I wanted to get you back on. We also uh, we also just went through your application process for our our business free wild. So we're really excited to see how much money you're going to give us. We and I'm really excited <laughs> to give it. So <laughs> I can't wait to. I, I see all the I see all the applications like a, a day after. So I'm excited to to you know to push that through. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, for those who uh, who did not listen to our previous episode, uh, why don't you give us a, a quick. Uh, elevator pitch of uh of what my nectar does and, and how you guys help uh short-term rental hosts yeah yeah of course i'll and then i'll give you a little bit of my background too but first to talk about just nectar um so like nectar is a funding platform for real estate entrepreneurs 
Uh, my background is in the real estate space, uh, mostly buying, renovating, selling, owning, asset managing apartment complexes. Uh, they had about 4,500 units all throughout the United States, uh, about a $400 million worth of assets over the course of eight years. Uh, within that, you know, my partner, Brittany, also my wife, was a partner in that business. Uh, she ran our small properties, and within her portfolio, we had 125 short-term rentals. Um, so you know, we also know a ton about the short-term rental space, and there's always some need for cash. You know, There's always some need for capital, whether it be down payment on a new property, finishing up that renovation that went over went over budget, which they all do, uh, you know, buying a management company you know, that, you know, is in the area or, or um, pursuit costs to go and do the next deal, whatever it is, uh, you know, there's always some need for capital. And what Nectar does is we look at existing owners and managers, exist people with existing businesses uh, that are, are currently cash flowing. And we give them an advance on their existing cash flow that they can use for whatever their business needs are. So we're fast. We can get a deal done in five, six days, the first deal. Second deals, we've gotten done in 24 hours. You know, um, We're flexible. We can use this for whatever. Um, and, and, we're in our, in our, and we're in our financing does not interfere with your existing capital sources. So you have a mortgage, that's fine. Uh, you, you, know, you, you keep your mortgage. Uh, and you keep your upside. So we're not like equity where we're going to take your upside. You keep your upside. You pay us equal monthly payments. Um, and, and, and that's how we work. Awesome. And so we, we talked about uh, mostly the cash advances uh, on, on our first episode about a year and three months ago. Um, essentially, essentially, like um, you, get, you get some cash as fr from the host perspective, right? I get some I get eventually get an advance on my future revenue of my of my short term rentals, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. So if you're making like, you know, ten grand a month in net cash flow, so this is the what you take home after paying the mortgage, after paying like the rent minus operating expenses and like debt service. Any capex will strip out. So if you like have redone a roof, we'll take that out. You know, if you added a pool, we'll we'll take that out. But just your income minus your operating expenses minus your debt service. Say that's ten thousand dollars a month, um, and you know you have history going back eighteen months, you know twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months. We can give you between let's say uh, one twenty and one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars today um, in exchange for a portion of that cash flow going out one to five years. So you know, mm -hmm. say so say you know you're making ten thousand now. You instead will pay us five thousand a month out of that ten thousand dollars worth of cash flow, but we'll give you you know one hundred twenty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand that you can then use to buy another property. Uh, and so so net net, a lot of people are able are able to keep their cash flow the same because they use the cash that we give them in order to do something to get more cash flow, whether it be buy a property, do a renovation, or whatever. And you can prepay us at any time. You know, we typically have like a three month lockout because so it costs money for us to underwrite it. We need at least three months, you know, to, uh, to recoup some of that. But after that, you we're prepayable at any point. Awesome. Yeah, so you, you're saying like typically one to five years for, for people to pay, to pay it back. Is there like a, a minimum and a maximum percentage or something of that, of that net income that, that the host generates that you, that you take? That's a good question, actually. So 
there is a maximum. We're not going to take more than 65% of your cash flow, like no matter what. We want you to have some cash to take home. We want there to be some cushion there. Um, minimum, there is no minimum. We do have minimum deal sizes. So we don't do deals less than $30,000. And it's very atypical for us to do a deal bigger than $2 million. So that's a like our, our average deal is, say, say one hundred dollars to $200,000. Um, you know, but we can... Yeah, but that those are that's those are our parameters. I uh, say at a high level, right, right. Yeah. And then, um, what's uh, how is the interest rate that people end up paying? Like, how how's that calculated? Yeah, uh, so I'll talk, and I love to talk a little bit about the macro environment too. But yeah. our interest rates are, you know, the way to think about it is we charge a financing fee based off of, um, you know, how the the risk parameters. Uh, last year when we came to you, that fee was probably you know uh, I don't know eight to eight to twelve or eight to fifteen percent. Uh, now it's probably closer to twelve to eighteen percent. Um, as you said, like banks are failing back you know every other day it seems like, and uh, credit just tightened. Uh, and our cap our cost of capital is higher now. Um, mortgage capital is higher, and ultimately people are just pulling back cap capital availability. Um, it, but we still want to be there for those entrepreneurs that are out there making it happen, that have you know, good quality portfolios, good quality properties that are not over levered, uh, that have permanent debt, uh, and that, that know what they're doing. We want to still be here for you. Uh, and you know, our, our cost of capital is a little bit higher, and so we've you know, pushed that on. So it's just a little bit. So you're going to be probably between 12 and mostly between 12 and 16 percent. Sometimes if you're super high risk, you'll be higher than that or super long term. Um, but that's that's how it works. It's, it will get a, so if we give you $100,000, if it's a one year term, it's a 15% financing fee, you'll pay us back $115,000 in equal monthly increments over the course of the year. Right. If it's that same deal, except for it's a three year term, you pay us back $145,000. Right, because it's fifteen times three. Yeah, sure. In equal monthly increments over over three years. Now, what happens if the if the market collapses and we're we're not we're making way less money than we we were planning on? I, yeah. How how are we paying you back then? Yeah. Well. Uh, so, firstly, we're we underwrite a fifteen percent revenue to haircut off the bat. So we're going to look at how much money you made last year. We're going to take that revenue down 15%. That's our base case assumption. Uh, and if you, if you can't withstand that, then we can't do the deal. Our, our, our view is like the, we're going into recession. Like that's just what we believe, <laughs> you know? And so you have to be prudent uh, in that scenario. Uh, and we're looking for people who have like decently low leverage. So they're not losing their property. Uh, we're not going over 80% or 85%, including our capital. But ultimately, the way it works is, you know, if you require a cash reserve, so the first thing that's going to happen if the market tanks is you're going to draw on your cash reserves in order to fund, uh, you know, to fund payments. Um, and then if you continue, so if, so if revenue drops, say, 25%, so you're not able to, you know, meet our underwriting, then you draw your cash reserves down. So like you have, you know, six months have gone by and you're still not cutting, you know, things are still, still not gotten better. Uh, then, you know, we have 
uh, you know, we can force the sell. Like, you know, the, the idea is we want to like work together to sell the property and get you out of the situation. Um, so if we have, uh, we have two products, one is a pref equity product. And it's just technically what it is, is we have an equity stake in your property owning entity. Now we don't get any of the upside. You make equal payments and you buy us out. So we don't actually, you know, get any upside. We don't have, uh, we have a minority interest. We don't have any management rights. We don't have any decision rights. We don't have any day-to-day -day operational rights. Uh, what it does mean though, is that our only clause is that if you don't pay us and you get through your cash reserves and it's looking like things just aren't working out, then we can say, hey, you got to sell the property. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll work together to make sure we get the best price that we can possibly get. You pay us off, we go our separate ways and you know, do better next time. <laughs> Does it matter if, like for example, our, our business is that we, have a, we don't have loans on our, our units. Right, so we don't have to pay off any any. We don't have debt service essentially, right? Does that make a big difference for you guys? Yes, it does make a big difference. I mean, if you don't have any, if you don't have debt service, that makes you. I mean, also in real estate, what creates risk in real estate is leverage, right? If you have a property and you don't have a mortgage on it, uh, and your revenue goes down by a bunch, well, then you can like just like you're not going to lose the property. You can just like. You know, maybe it's maybe you don't pay the electricity, the electric bill, and for a couple of months. But like that, then you'll you know, worst case scenario, they'll cut the electric bill off. You sell off the property, things get better, and then you rent it out again. Like you know, uh, so like leverage is really what causes um, pro you know, problem, like you know, risk in real estate. So if you don't have a mortgage, then that just means that there's dramatically less risk, and we take that into consideration. Um, I would say that mortgages are going to be cheaper than nectar uh, mostly because they have a lien on your property so if you don't pay a if you don't pay a mortgage they're not trying to work with you to sell the property they're taking the property from you they're foreclosing <laughs> which means they're kicking you out right. it's not your property anymore it's their property and then they are selling their property to get recouped uh, so it's a different scenario if for us is not that scenario we can't take your property for you from you we can just say hey let's sell the property <laughs> you know, so that we all get paid back uh uh so because they have that ability to like take your property they're going to be cheaper um but it's just a different kind of time different kind of risk sure. different kind so of what's the difference between the two products that you have the cash advance and then the pref equity product that you mentioned yeah so that's a great question the ultimately the cash advance product is very difficult to use if you want to use it for a down payment to buy another property. It is um, because lenders, like first mortgage lenders, they don't like to see you borrowing a down payment. Um, so if we do a cash advance and they're just going to say, no, you can't use that for the down payment. Um, so the, the PREF equity agreement gets around that because you're not borrowing it. We're a partner. Just like you're just like we're is, is we're an equity investor just like you are uh, from a legal perspective and so that allows more comfort from a lot of different mortgage lenders uh to allow for a down payment but also it just aligns incentives better because in the cash advance product quite frankly like if you don't pay and you you know everything you know we get down the road well our recourse is to sue you <laughs> you know like we can't 
we can't like we can sue you and push you into bankruptcy and the judge is going to give us a judgment lien for us to go you know get the property whereas the pref equity there is it is structured in such a way where we're never going to it doesn't it's not going to make sense for us to sue you it's structured for us to work together where we can say hey you you need to sell the property um so it's more you know that you might not want to uh we have that's the only right that we have once you default if you don't cure, if you get pat through your reserves and it's been 90 and it's not working, we can at that point, we have that one right, which is to say, OK, push the sell button. You got to market it. We got to sell it. Uh, you know, we, we will market it for and sell it for you if you want to steal your property um, versus. And so, so it's this, us working together to get the most out of this property versus the cash advance. It's, you know, you're not paying us. Uh, we're going to court. I'll see you in court and we're both paying legal fees. So just okay. Mechanism. Yeah, makes sense. So the pref equity product is is really more, it's it's more for people who want to acquire a new property and like use it for the down payment versus the cash advance is for like you know renovation or hiring a team member or you know whatever improvement you want to make to the to your business, right? Yeah, and you you can use the pref equity product. I, we, the prep equity product in general is more flexible, a better product, and a lot of times it's priced cheaper. Um, the cash advance product is if you just don't want to restructure your operating agreement, if you have uh, you know partners that you know you don't want to you don't want you don't want to change the operating agreement in some way, uh, you want to just do it more quickly. Uh, you can go that route, but it's just a riskier route for you uh, because of what it can end up in. Um, the prep equity product is slightly more expensive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So um, let's talk about the process, right? What I love about your process, because I literally just went through it, that as you mentioned, it's so fast. I literally connected my QuickBooks. I connected the bank account. So you guys can take a little peek and make sure that the P&L that I sent you is actually real. Yeah. <laughs> make it up. Um, and then it's like, it's a, and then the, the process is already starting. Um, so you guys are going to send us a, a quote within like 24 to 48 hours. In the meantime, I just have to upload some documents, right? Like operating agreement. Uh, I don't know. I think there was a list of like maybe, maybe 10, 10 documents or so. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's, that is the process. So once you hooked up your accounting and software and bank accounts, we'll get you a quote. So you can know kind of you know where things stand. Then everything else, like we, you know, we just need the documents to make sure that you know just to check the boxes. Like you know, you have to send us the operating agreement because we have to make sure that it's your name on it. <laughs> you know, like and you can sign. You, know, you have to have the right. You have to like you know, you have to like make, see the mortgage documents just to make sure that you know the mortgage is actually what you're saying. You know, you have the ability, the right to sign these documents and enter into this agreement. Um, and but once we have. Like, you know, by tomorrow, you know, we'll, we'll have a quote. It'll be presented. We, ha we have a meeting every morning, Eastern time. We look at all the quotes and say, approve, 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 approve. Uh, these are the ones that have questions. Okay. Like uh, if it's something that's really out of whack, like some people will send a P&L and the P&L said they made, you know, $500,000. And we look at the bank account and the bank account says they made $100,000. And it's like, okay, well. Can't give you a quote. <laughs> I don't know, like, which one is it? Like, where are the? And a lot of times they're just legitimate, very easy things. It's just like a quick conversation will solve. Um, 
but uh but you know that that's kind of the next step once we're on the same page of like this is what it is get you a quote you take a look at it you get back to it say hey i do want to do this i've uploaded my docs um and then it's just a matter of you know us getting the like we really if you upload like really what we're rating why we say is takes takes five or six days that's most of the time because people take a long time to upload their docs it's like oh that operating agreement uh let me go find it and then it's a week later uh you know or that's typically what it is that takes longer if if your PL and bank statements match and there's not like a lot of confusing stuff and your docs are already uploaded like we can move super fast and that's why with repeat customers, we've done deals in 24 hours or 48 hours because we already have all their docs. We know they are who they say they are. And it's just literally, okay, we look at their PL, look at their bank statements, everything checks out. Uh, like, you know, it's like, how long is it going to take you to sign the document, you know, to sign the, you know, and, and then like, you know, when you sign it, have wire, is it past wire shut off? Okay, it's going to take another day. Like, that's basically, yeah, it's basically the process. So it's going to be super quick. Yeah, yeah. Now that's great because like this type of, like, I mean, anything related to funding usually takes a long time, and you got to get lawyers involved, and you know, there's all the, there's yeah. a lot of complication to it. So. With us, we're trying to what again, like, like our background. We really are a company that was built by real estate people for real estate people. Like, I, I've gone through the process of hurting, you know, a dozen LP investors. And then you have to get your lawyer, you have to do drafts, you have to go back and forth. And we're trying to avoid all that. Our, our documents are simple. Like, you know, you can read it with your own eyes if you want to. Uh, it's pretty friendly to the, it's pretty operator friendly. Uh, if you want to get a lawyer and pay for it and make some changes, then, you know, uh, that, that's on you. Uh, you know, but, but we're, but, you know, it should be our whole point is making it simple, making it simple, making it easy, making it fast. So you can get back to doing what you want to do, which is real estate. Like, you know, you know, people are like you're a, a, building a hospitality business. You're building real estate. That's hard enough as it is without also having to be you know, a paralegal and a fundraising expert and marketer and like, you know, deck builder and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're building a pitch deck right now. So, um, <clears throat> cool, man. Yeah. So let's, uh, anything else you want to share about my nectar? Cause I wanted to get your thoughts on like the, the current, like, you know, kind of situation with, you know, finance, eco economy, yeah. e economy, all that stuff. So anything else you want to share I, around like the product? No, I'd love to talk about the economy and, and, and all that stuff. The only thing I'd share about the product is, yeah, if you're experienced, have some properties that are stabilized, uh, need some cash. Like we can we move pretty quickly. Uh, we're pushing for the preferred equity agreement because that's a cheaper agreement. Um, uh, so like if you any questions there, you know, we love to like talk to you about it. Um, but no, not, not, not a whole bunch more about the product. Uh, but the product is a feature. It's a it's operating in an environment and the environment is interesting, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, just so people know as well, uh, if you want to, if they want to get in touch with you, it's what's the website where people can go to? UseNectar.com. Uh, so, and then we have a link directly that Jasper's going to add to the show notes. That if you click on that link, it can take you there. You'll like, uh, uh, and then we'll know that you came from uh, from 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 Get Paid for Your Pat podcast, uh, which will you know which will allow us to. 
give you a special treat. Uh, you know, <laughs> in, in, uh, yeah, because yeah. basically, if you if you, got, if you don't treat my listeners well, I'm going to come after you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All get paid. Anyone who goes through that link, so we have like typically we have like a wait list, and so like you know everybody the people come in, we give them quotes, and then if you don't respond to the quote immediately, it's like okay, well you have to get to the next people, and like you get. A, but anyone who get who's a get paid for your pat pat get paid for your pat listener and comes to that link, we'll put you at the top. Every time, anytime you come come through the process, we'll put you at the top and put you in our in our lowest risk bucket. Uh, if your if your business is super risky, then you, you might get get up. We'll put you like one level down in the bucket to make it a little bit cheaper. Awesome, appreciate that, man. I'll uh, I'll make it easy for people. I'll just create a link. Uh, get paid for your pat slash nectar. All right. So awesome. if you're interested, get paid for your pad.com slash nectar. You get the VIP treatment from uh, Mr. Derek here. So awesome. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, all right. So let's talk about, and by the way, uh, if you do, I love hearing stories of like uh, the kid, you know, people working with, uh, with our friends and our partners and everything. Uh, so do, yeah, do let me know as well. If you end up doing a deal with Derek, I want to, I want to know about it. Wanna, I want to know how it goes, you know, what you're doing with the money, all that stuff. Uh, so definitely let me know. Um, let's talk about the economy, man. I mean, I just I just read was it yesterday that yeah yesterday that we're recording this on Tuesday May second. So yesterday there was another bank that got taken over by J P Morgan. I, I, <laughs> we're using we're using J P Morgan Chase. I, I saw the message on our on the on the website today. I was uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, they they took over another bank. Like, what's yeah. going on? The government took them over uh, the weekend. I think. I mean, look, it's it's it, it, banking is really not that complicated a thing. Here's what's happened: a lot of banks made loans, a lot of the loans to you guys, you know, but to into everybody else at two and three and four percent over the past five years. Like you know, interest rates have been low um, uh, at, at one and a half percent, and so they have all these loans that they're getting. One, two, three, four percent on, and now their cost of capital because they borrow short, they borrow short term and lend long term, and now their cost of capital is five or six percent. So they are they are getting three percent from the mortgage they made two years ago, three years ago, and they're paying six percent, uh, you know, to you know, today or five percent today, and they're upside down, you know, the and they can't sell the notes because now those notes are worth so much less. They can't sell the loans, uh, whether it be a loan in the form of a bond uh, in, in Silicon Valley Bank's case, where they had a whole bunch of treasuries and in, uh, in, in mortgage-backed securities, or whether it be loans in terms of just mortgages. And so, and that's the issue. You have all these banks that don't have, they're upside down and they don't have the cash. <laughs> you know, they, they, I, I, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. So like two years ago, when these banks were writing all those mortgages at two, like 3%, nobody at the bank had like a moment where they said, Hey guys, what what if interest rates go up? I mean, <laughs> nobody asked that question. <laughs> yeah, you think? I don't know. I can't look. I'm not going to be a Monday morning quarterback, <laughs> you know. Uh, but some banks. The thing is, the great thing is for interest rates, you can hedge interest rates. Like there's a whole swaps market. Like you, see, you can actually hedge it and not take that much risk, and a lot of people do. Um, uh, but I don't know. Some people don't, uh, and there are reasons for that. But uh, then you end up getting taken over by another bank. <laughs> uh, but what that means for you guys is that people, a lot of the people who made loans, 
uh, who did these mortgages, they're pulling back. Why are they pulling back? Because the regulators are like, y'all need cash. Like, y'all need cash on your balance sheet in order to cover these losses in your loan portfolios. Even though people are still paying, you're losing, they're losing money because their cost is higher than their income. So they need to have cash. And so they're not making as many loans. Uh, or they're making loans at lower LTVs. Uh, right. And there's going to be more. So, so people who have like high interest rate, short maturity bridge loans, that that stuff now is way more risky because when you go to refinance out, you know those the people that are taking you out into permanent debt, they're just they're hurting right now, uh, and that has an impact on the terms that they're going to give you. So I think that there's going to be more distress in the real estate space. Uh, I think there's going to be more that I don't think we've seen the worst of it. I think we're we're gonna see over the next eighteen months what really it means to be in a higher interest rate environment. Uh, when when a lot of these mortgages are coming due and the banks aren't there like they used to be, um, and that and that's why we're here for the people who are uh, who have low leverage, who have good you know good cash flowing properties. We want to be funding you to go take advantage of those opportunities of those people who you know they have a bridge loan they can't refi out they need cash so they need to sell. Um, you know that's why we're here. We're here to find you know the good stabilized portfolios, uh, you know, and and help you. Take advantage of the current and future market environment. Sure. Um, is it is this, is is it only available in the U.S. By the way, unfortunately, today it's only available in the U.S. I got a couple properties in different places, so I was just thinking, hey, maybe I can get some cash in those too. But <laughs> I, we would love to, like, and we're absolutely going international. It's just that you know every country has their own laws <laughs> and you have to like figure oh, that yeah. out. And, you know, right oh, now we dude, just, trust me, the, the countries where I'm in, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so uh, going back to, you know, I appreciate you explaining, you know, how, what the problems are at these banks and everything. It's very interesting. So what if, uh, what do you think is going to happen now? Like, it almost sounds like the easiest way, for, you know, to prevent more problems for the for the Federal Reserve is just to, you know, lower those interest rates again. No, the Federal Reserve's mandate is not to keep banks from failing. That's not their mandate. The Federal Reserve's mandate is to keep inflation low, and they don't don't have that many tools to do it. The one tool they have is higher interest rates, and inflation is not low. I mean, it's down lower than it used to be. But it's still higher than two percent, and so that's what the Fed is looking at. I, you know, in order for them to lower rates, like there, we have to be like we have to have see low inflation, or we have to believe that inflation is going to be low soon. Well, what needs to happen for that? An ugly recession. You know, like that's the only way it happens in the near term. Uh, otherwise, there's going to be higher, while while inflation gets. It's either going to go down fast, recession, or it's going to go down slower, not recession. That's that's. I mean, look, I'm I'm only I'm some guy in you know at a podcast. I'm not I'm not like the Federal Reserve chair or anything. But that's yeah, that's that's my. I, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think rates are going down anytime soon. Well, we'll, we'll get you back do, on in a year from now. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. We'll, we'll get you back on the podcast a, a year from now and see if your prediction came out. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, 
to make a bold prognostication, a year from now, rates are not going to be lower than they are today. That's my bold prognostication. Awesome, man. Well, we'll uh, I'll remember that. I'll remember that for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting time. Um, you know, very interesting to see what's going to happen in the, in the next few years. Hard to predict as well. How that Hard to predict. Short-term rental space. What's that? Yeah, and I'm particularly interested to see how that impacts the short-term rental space. Yeah. Like right now, yeah. things are decently strong, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what, what do you yeah. think? What do you think? What's, what's your prognostication? Well, I mean, look, I, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to see some data on the first quarter of 2023, which actually looked quite good. You know, like there, there really wasn't much of a decline in bookings. Like even, in fact, the bookings on the books for the second half of 2023 are actually better than in 2021 and 2022. So it's actually looking pretty, pretty good in short of rental space. But, you know, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I definitely think there's, there's some, you know, challenging years ahead of us, or there's a, there's a pretty good chance that there's going to be some challenging years ahead of us. But at the same time, I also see some, trends that are kind of in favor of the of the short-term rental space um which is like you know more and more people kind of having the flexibility to travel um i think uh you know the trend of wanting to stay at unique properties is in favor of those of us that are kind of supplying that type of inventory um you know and i also think the moment the moment the performance goes down the moments bookings you know flatten off and go down a little bit you know, there's a lot of supply to hit the market in the last couple of years. That's going to, you know, go, they're going to retreat, I think, you know? Um, <clears throat> so at the end of the day, I think if, uh, if, if we're focused on just delivering a world-class experience to our guests, right? If we have a good understanding of like, who's our avatar, what are our needs and how do we solve those needs? Then I think we're going to continue. There's going to continue. There will be opportunities for us in this space, no matter, you know, what the economy does. Does obviously, if there's a massive recession, everyone's affected. But it's the difference between like going from like ninety to seventy percent occupancy and going from like you know sixty to ten, right? Um, or just going out of business. So, so yeah, you know, there's always going to be good times and 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 not so good times, and that's just a that's always been like it's always been like that in the history of the world. We just got to focus on uh, what we do best and uh, and enjoy the journey, no matter what. That's kind of my yeah. philosophy, though. Yeah. And the people that are building good businesses, uh, like strong, solid businesses based off of like high quality, like hospitality experiences, prudent, you know, revenue and expense management, you know, prudent leverage and you know, good, strong margins, like the fundamentals of business, the people who are doing that, they're going to gain in downturns. They're going to gain market share. They're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Bookings were kind of tough that year. Uh, you know, the 20, you know, the end of 23 or 24, whatever, or, you know, or maybe bookings were fine. There are a lot of people losing their properties because they weren't, you know, because interest rates, uh, but we really were able to grow. You know, we really found a couple of great opportunities and that's what it comes down to. Like this, yeah. the short term rental space is still a great space to build a great business. Amen. Well, that's uh, that's a good way to end the podcast on a positive note. So I was, I was getting a little scary earlier when you're talking about like big recessions and all that stuff. So, but now I feel good. 
yeah, yeah. Let's let's listen in there. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? Nah. If if you're if you're building a great business, uh, yeah, you know, we we we'd love to talk to you. Uh, I appreciate you, Jasper, and congratulations on everything going on. I, I know you're moving to San Diego. Uh, you have a lot of stuff going on with the company. Uh, so yeah, super excited to see what y'all have done over this past year. Thanks for having me back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit sad that there's not going to be another mastermind because we had like, you know, that, like that was like a highlight of last year going to Mexico. Uh, so a little bit disappointed, but, uh, but still like super excited to hey. see you guys continue to thrive. You know, no, you never know. You never know what, what kind of stuff uh, Eric and I are going to pull out of our uh, hat. You know, there might be another one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you say the word, we'll be there. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, man. Um, appreciate you uh, jumping on. Always good to have you on. And uh, for the listeners, if you're interested in uh, uh, working with Derek, uh, go to getpaidforyourpath.com slash nectar. That's N-E-C-T-A-R. And you, we'll make sure you... Uh, you get the you know the red carpet and the champagne and that type of treatment. Yes, yes, yes. All, All right. right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb host and short-term rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. This episode is brought to you by the Rising Stars Mastermind, the only short-term rental mastermind for hosts focused on building hospitality brands, scaling their hosting companies. Now, this mastermind's been around for almost two years, but it's been exclusive to our Legends X graduates. But now, for the first time ever, we are actually opening it up, up to a select group of like-minded hosts to join us in the mastermind. Now, this is not a beginner mastermind. It's not for people who want to learn the basics around Airbnb and short-term rentals. What we focus on are the things that will allow us to really scale and grow, right? So we're talking about building systems. We're talking about how to build teams, how to hire the right people, how to develop your leadership skills, how to become the CEO of your company, uh, how to develop your brand and how to raise money. Now, if that's something that aligns with you and you're excited to work with us uh, for the next 12 months, then I invite you to chat with us to see if it's a win-win for you. Uh, you can find more information on the mastermind at overnightsuccess.io slash RS. And that's also where you can schedule a call with our team uh, to discuss the mastermind and uh, see if it's a good fit. So uh, appreciate you all and we'll see you next time.